0: sweet ones. It's Elizabeth. Happy 2023. I am just jumping on to say two things. One, I am going to be changing things up just a little bit on All That To Say starting next week. We will be having content dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So be looking for that. We will be continuing guided meditations on Friday, but new content will be Um, being delivered to you on Tuesdays starting next week. And today I thought we would kick off this new year with one of my most listened to episodes from 2022 called Living Loved. And the reason I decided to use that one is because it is such a beautiful foundational truth that really can change everything. So enjoy. Hey, sweet ones, welcome to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff, A, because I've been through a lot of it, B, because most of you have too, and C, because I really believe that's where we can see God doing his thing. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what it means to live loved, before we jump in, I feel like I'm going to need to have a segment each week where I clarify something from the previous episode. Last time I said that most of my pain has been relational, which is true, that I've been hurt a lot, which is also true. But let me also say that, first of all, I have hurt myself quite a bit. And secondly, I have hurt quite a lot of people myself, unfortunately. So it's not like I think I'm Miss Victim over here who has just been one sidedly hurt all her life. Woe is me. I've been hurt, and I've done some hurting. Okay, now back to the show. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about love, what it means to live loved. Listen, this has been a big issue for me for as long as I can remember. Childhood trauma set me up for doubting I was loved, and a marriage ending in divorce hammered the final nail into the coffin of belief that I wasn't enough enough something, who knows what, to keep someone around to love me. I think as women especially, we struggle to believe we're loved, to feel we're loved, to live as if we believe we're loved. I want you to picture something with me. I want you to picture your heart like a cup, a heart-shaped cup, if you can imagine that, okay? I think as women, We can tend to think our heart cups are empty and it's our job to get them filled up. As children, we clang our heart cups trying to get our parents to love us, our teachers, our siblings. Then we start to grow up and we start clanging around our boyfriends or trying to get sports or activities or grades or friends to fill it up. And then we find ourselves full grown women. And we're begging our husbands, our jobs, our bosses, our church communities, our hobbies, our children, our addictions to fill us up. Now, I bet we've all heard John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son, dot, dot, dot. But I think I might love Romans 5.8 just a little bit more. Because it says, God showed his love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Meaning before, girls, before all of the heart clanging started, before all of the striving, before all of the begging, before all of the doing everything we could think of to prove that we were worthy and enough. Before. He loved us before. Which means we came into this world and we start Every single day, already completely loved by God, with our heart cups already completely full to overflowing with the perfect love of God for us individually, just as we are. Which also means the clanging can stop because your heart cup is full. No more begging, no more proving. You can stop. Now, here's the thing. It's a fact that you are already completely loved, but you may not feel like you are. And that is another story altogether. Listen to this quote We all come into the world looking for someone who is looking for us. When I heard that the first time, I'm like, um, yes, <laughs> completely. That utterly resonated with me. My entire life had been one big long looking for that quote unquote person out there in the world looking for me. I remember years, years ago during my first marriage, I was listening to an interview of a Christian singer whom I admired. Someone asked her about her new marriage and she said, without thinking, I am a well-loved woman. I can remember to this day that I fell over on my couch sobbing. I mean, it was instinctual. It was guttural. I humanly knew I was not a well-loved woman. And I felt that in my bones. And I think I also felt like human love was not necessarily the pinnacle of being loved, but I sure felt like it was the barometer of being loved. And I felt deep down that being and feeling loved was the goal of life. But then I read something, then it didn't more than just nudge my heart. It changed my heart on this concept. In the book, Lifelong Marriage, How to Have Lasting Intimacy, Friendship, and Purpose in Your Marriage by author Gary Thomas, he shared this concept. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it's an excellent book. We believe our number one need as human beings is to be loved, he said because it is. God, in his word and through his son, tells us and shows us time and again that he loves us completely, perfectly, intimately, no matter what, forever and ever. So technically, our number one need as human beings is met already. We come into the world loved and therefore we can stop looking for that someone to love us because we are already loved. Which means our actual number one need as human beings is to learn how to love God and others, as that is what we are told time and again in scripture to spend our lives doing. Love God, love others, love, love, love. Do we understand what this means? Because if we were really to start to understand this, it could change everything. It's changing things for me. If you're single, it might change who you choose to marry. And it would hopefully change your perspective on marriage. If you're single or dating, let this view change what you're looking for. How can this change who or what you're looking for? You do not have to beg for affection or affirmation or attention. You are already adored and validated and seen. So perhaps instead you could be asking yourself, whose life could I make better, easier, richer, by my presence and my prayer and my service and my kindness and my words? And if you're married, It means that marriage is not about finding someone to love you for the rest of your life. We've gotten it so wrong. I got it so wrong. We're not told in scripture to go get loved, to find someone to love you, to go get affirmed for who you are. We are told to love, love, love. Marriage is really about availing ourselves to the process of learning how to love someone else, not getting ourselves loved. So if you are already married, let this view change how you see your spouse. How could this change your view of your spouse? It's not about what he hasn't done for you or what he has done to you. Though let me be clear, if you are being physically, emotionally, relationally, sexually, or spiritually hurt on a regular basis, I urge you to get real help, and there is real help. But if your marriage is not in the category of abusive, it's not about keeping track of the wrong done and the good withheld. Instead, maybe you can ask yourself, what can I do today for my partner to make his life better, easier, richer by my presence, my prayer, my service, my kindness, my words. Girls, it's not about being loved and it's not about trying to get love because you already are. It's about loving. Now, I have been a woman in a difficult marriage who was not loved. And I have been single, not in a relationship, not being actively loved by someone. So I want to be very clear here that I am not diminishing the pain that some of you feel on a regular basis either in a difficult marriage where you know you are not loved well by your husband or you are divorced or perhaps never married and you're longing for that. And I know that what you are longing for as a human woman is actual companionship from an actual person and that Jesus is not your boyfriend, Jesus is not your husband and will not be literally holding your hand or literally holding you as you fall asleep. I get all of that. Please know that I do. But I do believe that as you allow this truth, that you have never lived one unloved moment of your life, it can begin to change your heart, your mind, your attitudes, your perspective, your desires, your relationships, how you show up in the world. It can heal some of the neediness that can get in your way of fully showing up as yourself with the people you love. It can free you up. It could free up the people in your life. It could start to change everything. Now, this is a fairly recent learning for me. I've been walking with Jesus for over 36 years, and this is just like a last few years kind of a thing for me. But here's what I can tell you. I'm seeing a difference in myself. I don't expect someone else to make me happy or to give meaning to my life. And I'm even talking about my husband. It's not his job. It's no one else's job to fill up my heart with love. It's God's. Any love I receive from anyone else, any accolade I garner, those aren't to fill me up or affirm my worth. It's all extra and it's beautiful. Now, let's say that for the most part, you get this, you believe it in your head, but you need some help getting it to your heart. You know what? You can even ask God for that. Ask God to show you tangibly, practically, and intimately how he loves specific you, to open your heart and mind to this truth, and to help you experience and literally feel it. I'm telling you that's a prayer he would be honored to answer. So here's a possible next step for you. I've already shared my mantra something that I wrote several years ago, and it goes like this. I am the unconditionally beloved daughter of the Father God, and he is delighted with me. I came into this world, and I started this day already completely loved, with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. So how about you create your own mantra? Something that reminds you that you are loved, that your heart cup is already full, that no one else needs to fill it. And then memorize that thing and start saying it throughout your day. Let me pray for us. God, please help each one of us to understand to our core that you love us already, all the way through, no matter what, for the rest of our lives and into eternity. Help us receive and accept that love. Please let that love shape our choices and our actions and our words to others. Teach us to love you and others out of the love you have lavished upon us. Help us learn to love in humility and gentleness and unselfishness and out of the abundance of love that we already have been given by you. Help us love in wisdom and truth. Protect our hearts, but help us to live a life of love. Amen. So sweet ones, all that to say, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of the Father God, and he is so delighted with you. You came into this world. You started this day and you will end this day completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.